Welcome to HR Trends. I am your host, Claire Morin. Today, I have two HR technology and enrollment experts with us in the virtual studio. We have with us Steve Bowes, the program chair and host of the HR Technology Conference, the leading global event for the HR technology industry. He's also a technology columnist for Human Resource Executive Magazine. He co-founded H3 HR Advisors, Inc., and is a frequent author and speaker on human resources, HR technology, and the workplace. He also, of course, created the legendary podcast, The HR Happy Hour Show, which is the most downloaded human resource podcast since its inception all the way back in 2009. So welcome, Steve. Thank you, Claire, so much. Great to be here. We also have with us Julie Schwetz, the Assistant Vice President and Product Manager at Unum. Julie has worked in various product leadership, change management, and operational effectiveness roles since joining Unum in 2018. Before that, she served 13 years in the U.S. Army as a logician in numerous numerous stateside assignments and deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. So welcome, Julie. It's great to have you with us. Hi, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. So, Steve, you've literally just come back from the HR Tech Conference, which you've been running for many years as the program chair. We'd love you to sort of open the session today as you think of enrollment season and what was just spoken about at that conference. Are there any key messages you were hearing? Yeah, Claire, thank you so much. You're right. We did just come off uh, HR Tech back in Las Vegas in person. So uh, start start off with that. It was great to see so many people in person and, and uh, have that experience again. It's been just about two years, right, for most of us. So that was a real highlight of, of the week for me. But uh, in terms of HR technology and some of the big themes and trends, uh, a couple things really emerged, um, sort of directly related to some of the benefits enrollment uh, conversation, and some maybe tangentially related, but often uh, the bigger themes in HR tech then get later on manifested by every sub area of HR tech, if you will. So I'll mention a couple. One is all around uh, career opportunities, internal mobility, this idea of providing employees better access to uh, learning opportunities, uh, stretch assignments, uh, short-term assignments or and or gigs. Many of the larger providers are creating technologies uh, that, generally speaking, exist to support employees' career development and support them along their career, career journey in a very, very personalized way. We saw a lot of that at HR Tech. We also saw a lot of advanced technologies that are really focusing on skills, both the identification of skills, the development of skills, and using kind of a skills taxonomy or ontology to help uh, connect people with opportunities, be they candidates, right, maybe external folks who are trying to, to apply for jobs in the organization, as well as internal employees to, again, support them along their, their career paths and, in their, and create uh, better development opportunities and experiences for them while also supporting the organization, meeting their goals. And finally, the third thing, the broader thing, and I think the one that has the most direct applicability to uh, benefits technology, specifically open enrollment, 
all around employee experience and creating very personalized, intelligent experiences, no matter what the process is, to try to support employees along the way. And instead of talking about transactions, right, or self-service and things like that, which we've talked about in HR Tech for years, now all of the providers are talking about journeys, right, helping employees navigate uh, their way through a journey, be it benefits enrollment, be it their first time as a new manager, be it onboarding, wh- whatever the case may be, really focusing on enriched, personalized experiences to support employees as they n- navigate through a path, providing them resources, intelligence, insights, connections to the right people, if the case may be, in order to to really provide them a great positive experience to help them uh, just really be more successful and feel confident about what they're doing uh, when they're interacting with HR technology. So that specific one is, is the one I think probably really hits home uh, when we start talking about benefits enrollment. That is fascinating. And Julie, I would love for you to re- sort of react to that as an enrollment leader here at Unum. Oh, absolutely. You know, Steve, you hit it on the head when you were talking about, you know, the challenges in finding these personalized, intelligent um, uh, experiences to to support different journeys while you're, you know, at living through your own life cycle within a company, like that really spoke to me. Um, and I think, you know, day in, day out as we are in enrollment season, what I think about, you know, as we deliver our own technology products to markets to support benefits, um, elections and um, and your your annual enrollment. It, it's all about the right balance of technology and the human touch. I think I'm I'm really excited about all of the innovative ways that we are looking right now to try to connect with individual employees. Um, and I'm constantly questioning, you know, how much how much of how much of a play do we use to reinforce technology with technology, and when is it time to insert um, humans in the right moment? You know, whether those humans be benefits counselors or, you know, something even as simple as your your um, your HR manager to help help guide you along the way. It's such a great point, and I love how even you opened Steve with saying how great it was to be in person. <laughs> sure, this, this new world where where we're all now expecting that so much more tech even today than than 18 months ago but then also how do you balance the humans and i wanted to bring to you both a, a few data points we we recently did a, two enrollment surveys here at unum i just want to touch on a few of the findings because we're going to get to that balance of human and tech in the second part of the data um, but to begin with back in all the way back in late August 2021, um, we did two surveys. The first one was a survey of 1,500 nearly US workers, so employees, and then a survey, a separate survey of about 400 US employers asking around, you know, benefits enrollment, um, their need and, and then their preferences. We found, perhaps this is no surprise, but, you know, the, the big financial impact of the pandemic, we found millennials have been the most impacted from finances to mental health. Some striking data around millennials, um, 76% of those surveyed are saying that the pandemic has caused them financial stress or hardship, followed by Gen Z, which is 70%, and then Gen X, um, those slightly older than millennials at 59%. So So a lot of people are saying financial stress or hardship. Also, reporting and get again in those generational cohorts mental health concerns more than half of millennials are feeling 
mental health con uh, concerned about their health because of the pandemic. And again, Gen Z and Gen X boomers in both of these are have been a bit more protected, perhaps. Um, also, another data point, and then I'm going to let you both kind of speak to this. Eight in 10 employers believe that the pandemic has made employees more interested in or more aware of the benefits the organization offers. Um, meanwhile, nearly half of full-time US workers plan to enroll in benefits they were not enrolled in last year because of the pandemic. So maybe Steve, let's start with you. Any thoughts on these data points? Yeah, thank you, Claire. I think uh, they're interesting and not terribly surprising, right? We've seen a lot of data over the past, uh, going on two years, right, since uh, uh, the pandemic has kind of disrupted uh, all of our lives and all of our organizations that show, uh, relatively speaking, uh, folks in the in the earlier cohorts are being impacted more uh, acutely, perhaps, right, than, than folks who are a bit more advanced in their careers particularly around uh, financial wellness, right, and, and well-being, you know, Gen X and boomers, right, it, well into their careers, right, had more time to sort of prepare for and accumulate some savings or whatnot, right, and be just a little bit more ready to withstand some of the the shock of the pandemic. Millennials, I love talking about the, the millennial group, just especially now to remind people that the uh, oldest millennials are now 40 years old, right? And right. Uh, so... If you look at the millennial generation, say, uh, as we record this from about 25 to 40, you're going to see this group, right, more likely to have some really significant stressors in their lives and in, the, in, their, in their workplaces as well. They're most likely to have younger children at home, right? They're just of that age uh, and all the issues around child care, child care availability, child care affordability, schools being closed and then open and then closed again and on quarantine and just back and forth and back and forth. Maybe even some of the older uh, millennial group may even be now getting into some issues around elder care, right? And if not now, probably soon, right? And there's a huge challenge for folks who are in that sweet spot of they have they still have ch uh, school aged children at home, and then they might have some elder care, uh, uh, grandparents, grandparents, et cetera, responsibility. So uh, it's it's a real tough time. They're really being squeezed, and uh, so it's not surprising at all to see those groups really uh, reporting a lot more uh, concerns and stress. And I'll just, you know, mention one last thing is uh, back at HR Technology, uh, one of the other trends or, or at least areas where we're seeing a lot of development and attention from both larger providers as well as niche providers is all around financial well-being and financial benefits. We had a couple presentations on this very topic at HR Tech, and many, many more organizations are, are investing in those types of solutions for their employees because it's so important. And, uh, and I think organizations are beginning to respond. Yeah, I mean, really great point, Steve. And as you were um, sharing your insights, you know, it really made me connect dots. You know, our, our reality is that there's a heightened awareness across everyone um, in the workforce today of just the realities of our new normal um, and understanding, you know, where where folks who fall within different uh, generational designations may may more uh, more so than others have a refreshed lens on their lives and and just, you know, what what these realities are. 
I just feel like it underscores the importance of this enrollment season in highlighting the benefits that you're offering to your teams and really taking those steps to showcase, you know, all of the hard work that you may do from an HR perspective to, to get those benefits, but making sure people are really aware um, and, and really, uh, really open and, and have different ways of understanding what's available to them this enrollment season. I mean, gosh, you know, it would be such a shame for companies to offer robust income protection or life protection or even mental health benefits. And for, you know, their people who are clearly minds are focused on, you know, what, what the realities have highlighted in, in the light of this pandemic, It'd be a shame if they didn't have access to understanding what's available to them and not only the access, but the opportunity um, to, to gain those protections and, and gain a better peace of mind that they may not have otherwise had. It's so true. And I would love to sort of pick your, both of your minds a little bit then kind of tactically. So as this podcast is coming out, you know, people are right there. They're in the depths of this enrollment season. It started from most likely any encouragement you could both share a few more findings from the survey we asked uh, hr leaders the top three benefit education methods employers think are the most effective because what you know i think what you're all speaking to is the need is there right people are really aware they want that these benefits but now how do you educate and how do you go about uh, getting their attention engaging them with them so the top three benefit education methods number one online benefits portal Number two, in-person group meetings with a benefit advisor. Number three, in-person one-on-one meetings with a benefit advisor. So those top three methods we were seeing was, this, again, this mixture of digital, online, easy-to-access portal, <laughs> and then humans, right, in-person or group uh, or one-on-one, sorry, meetings. I wonder if you could both kind of speak to that a little. Uh, I think this is really uh, interesting because the data is showing us that uh, 80% of employees are going to be uh, interested or be will be seeking out uh, maybe enrollment opportunities they previously had not engaged with before, right? And I think organizations as well, right, have to react to and have been reacting to the realities of, of the world we've been living in these last couple of years and are certainly where they can and they're able to enhance, improve, or even add new offerings. So I think if I was an organization in that situation where, hey, we're really trying to react, right, to the world we're living in now and maybe, uh, you know, increase uh, financial protection or financial wellness opportunities, increase our offerings around mental health, uh, we're, we're trying to, even something that's maybe only tangentially related to this, but even more flexible ways of working, et cetera, things to improve like, you know, well-being overall to really make sure we're doing the best we can to uh, over-communicate the, the availability of these, these, these enhancements because we know people are seeking them out. We need to make them easy to find. We need to make them easy to understand. And I think the last thing I'll say is, in, in reaction to this data, is we can't overlook the importance of engaging with people where they're at. And, and folks are reporting back they still value these in-person interactions with a benefits counselor or even one-on-one -on -one meetings. And, and many organizations are still not back in the offices yet. We need to find ways to facilitate engaging with them where, where, how, where, and how they want to engage. And it could be individual teams meetings or Zoom calls, right, if we have to, uh, or group meetings, uh, uh, you know, uh, to help people uh, understand what, uh, what their opportunities are and how to best take advantage of them. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's a Steve's point. I'm just, the only thing I keep coming back to is, you know, from an HR perspective, I know that, you know, in addition to annual enrollment being like super busy, I'm sure there's also, you know, payroll considerations and then your general, you know, HR, you know, run the business type 
items that you deal with day in, day out, um, you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed with all of these possible choices and all these things that are available. I would say you don't have to go at it alone. Just know that you have um, plenty of resources available to you once you're, you know, in your benefits enrollment cycle who can help strategize and and help support you um, with with resources, often at no additional charge. Well, thank you both so much for weighing in. And I wonder for our closing thoughts, we could pivot to the future, best practices going ahead. I want to reference a recent poll we did with employers where we asked them, what is your main goal for your benefits program in the coming year? The answers we had out in front at 61% of employers who said that improving overall employee education and and engagement and morale was most important. In second place at 26%, the enhance our package to drive recruitment and retention. So Julia, Steve, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and, and, and what should be, you know, top priorities for employers in the coming year. Yeah, I think it, to me, this statistic and the overall thought of the audience response here is really reflective of, you know, the care and attention that HR teams uh, put into each enrollment season, you know, your benefits offering um, that can go beyond, you know, know, additional benefits other than your health or maybe your life insurance, maybe, um, you know, uh, those sorts of things. You know, that's just one aspect of it. But I just keep thinking about, you know, there's a lot of care and a lot of and a lot of um, effort that puts in to designing the best possible package. Um, and when I think about the data from earlier uh, that we reviewed on, um, you know, where where people's minds are at, you know, people are respect receptive and open to the conversation. It's just a really great moment. Um, to take a step back and make sure that, you know, I think from a company perspective, you're promoting what you're offering to your teams and then, you know, and being able to, to continue to test how effective you are, you know, how, you know, you think the offering is great. How does your team respond? You know, what is the participation? What is the feedback? And continue to invest in iterating. And, and I think that engagement really goes a long way as you think about, you know, beyond the enrollment Yeah, uh, Julie, thank you for weighing in on that. And I was glad you did because I kind of wanted to uh, pivot just a touch, Claire and Julie. And I wanted to talk about response number two, the second most popular one, which is enhancing our benefits packages to drive recruitment and retention only because I'm a huge labor market geek, right? And (laughs) uh, the latest news out of at least the United States labor market geek anyway, and the latest news that came out just today is the day we were recording this is there's uh, still about 10 and a half million open jobs in the United States, which is just down slightly from a record high of about 11 million, but still an elevated number of jobs. And also 4.3 million folks quit their jobs in August, which is the most recent report, which is the fourth month in a row. Over 4 million folks had quit their jobs. Prior to the pandemic, that was like 2.5 million or so per month. So uh, long story short, the, the labor market for most organizations still really, really tight. Recruitment and retention are just huge concerns, right? We've all seen it. We've all walked down the street, the main street of our town, probably, and seen dozens of help wanted signs. And that that escalates all the way up to the largest organizations in the country, uh, some with many thousands of job opportunities uh, available. So to me, 
benefits packages, thoughtful benefits packages, supporting employees uh, where they need it, how they need it across their their different uh, life stage and career stage, right? That we talked about a little bit earlier with differences across the generations. Uh, It's such a huge lever that HR and benefits professionals can pull to try to help their organizations in what is probably going to continue to be the tightest labor market we've probably all seen in our careers, at least for a while longer. So uh, I think I think we do this poll again, Claire, in six months, I would bet that 25% would be closer to 35%. You know, not that not the communication and engagement aren't important. They've always been. But uh, with the 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 difficulties or many organizations are having with holding on to people and finding people, I think we've got to figure out ways and benefits is certainly one of the primary ways that we, we can engage uh, with talent and try to keep them interested in our organization. Amazing advice, guys. I am charged up. I'm ready to enroll. (laughs) Thank you both so much for coming in and and just sharing these great insights. And and everybody, we've got links in the show description. Steve, Julie, thank you both so much. Thank you, Claire. Great. Thank you. Unum is a registered trademark and marketing brand of Unum Group and its insuring subsidiaries.